are listening to College Success Habits with Jesse Mogul, episode 86. Let's get to the show. Oh, this show's the best. The best show. Best show. Best show ever. Welcome to the College Success Habits Podcast. Do you want to triumph through school and have a little fun along the way? Learn habits to help you attain better productivity and hacks to help you slide through classes at any age. Here's your host, college circuit speaker, Jesse Mogul. Welcome back, everybody. I am your host, Jesse Mogul. It is an honor and a privilege to have you here once again for another episode of College Success Habits. We are only 14 episodes away now from 100. It still seems pretty far. That's like three and a half months. What's more crazy is that we're already into March, and here comes the equinox where the days are equal around the planet. And before you know it, we're going to be looking at spring and summer. And March 17th, which was a year ago when I was furloughed from my hotel gig here in Hollywood, California. And how nuts is it that we have had an entire year of the corona pandemic? And who could have ever imagined it would have lasted so long? I remember when it first went down, there was a lot of conversation that everything was going to be back to normal by June, July, August. You know, Certainly, we would not be looking at another school year affected by this. Everyone who was a junior, whether it be high school or college last year, was certainly thinking, man, sucks for those seniors. Glad I won't have to deal with that. And it could very well be many of you will have to face some of the same challenges they did missing out on prom, and missing out on the big events that happen around graduation. Beauty is, for some of the states, they're starting to be a little bit more uh, open with the uh, events and letting people get together. So perhaps you're in one of those states, and perhaps you're in one of those countries, because I get a lot of international listeners as well. So it's very interesting to hear all of the different scenarios that are happening for everybody. So I do hope that as we start to move closer into... April and May, that we get more of a definitive idea of what the school year and how it's going to end for so many people will look like. Just realize that, you know, an event like prom, an event like graduation being different, while it seems extremely important now, and by no means am I going to try to downplay the memory aspect of it, um, I can honestly tell you that, you know, from my prom, which was something I looked forward to very much my senior year, that um, ultimately, you know, I ended up breaking up with uh, the girlfriend I had been seeing since homecoming. And by the, we still agreed to go to prom with each other because all of our friends and we were all going to go to her house. It was a big thing. And, you know, we, it, was a, it was a civil ending. Um, but, yeah, we went to prom together. And, and uh, but I think we danced once and said, all right, good times. And we both went off and found the new people that we were dating because... My Columbus North and Columbus East were my high schools in my city, and we did our proms together. And so I was able to go find uh, my then-current girlfriend, Abby, and spent the rest of the night with her, and that was uh, it was a great memory. And I remember dancing to Wonderful Tonight by Eric Clapton, and, and I remember being there with her. So I, I you know, vaguely go back and reminisce about that memory with you guys, just to point out, like, there are some memories that I have from it, but it doesn't become this anchor for the rest of your life that some people might treat it as. It's, it's a great memory. It eventually fades like so many other things. And so 
I, I bring that up at the beginning of this podcast because we start to talk about what our futures will look like. And we often will base what we think our future is going to be according to what our history has been. And it doesn't work out that way. That what we think will matter to us here right now in the 5 and 10 and 15 and 20 years into the future doesn't necessarily carry the weight that we anticipate it to. And so it's important when these events are discouraged and people getting into big groups aren't available to happen that you step into it with as much of a growth mindset as you can muster at the time and realize that while it hurts in the moment, that things begin to dissipate and wane and the emotional connection you had to something in high school and college eventually just becomes that thing like, oh man, yeah, that was a super bummer. We didn't get to do that or this, or we didn't get to go to prom. We need to get uh, together with all the parties. We, You look back and it's like, honestly, you get into your 30s and it almost becomes laughable how much weight we put on to certain things. And so, again, this could come off as Mr. Old Fuddy Duddy, who's trying to sit here and tell you, in my day, you know, don't take things so seriously. They won't matter then. Um, it's just perspective. I seek to bring in some perspective in this show a lot because I understand that when we're young, and trust me, still feel young at heart. I might be in my 40s, but I still have the maturity level of a 20-year-old from Lucky sometimes. <laughs> it's, it's just perspective that life has these ebbs and flows, and no one could have possibly have foreseen the pandemic being what it is. And I don't want, to, again, to downplay any of the missed moments that you're having in your life, but if you're going to sit there and just wallow in that sadness around it, you're missing out on the present, what you could make out of it. And that's what's important. That once a decision's been made by other people, you can't necessarily just snap your fingers and have that decision go a different way that makes you more happy or, or appeases you more. It is what it is, right? And so... Think about that as you begin to move through the rest of the semester. What are areas where things aren't playing out the way that you wanted them to and that you can begin to reframe it and say, okay, well, it can't be the way I expected it to be. How can I have a different expectation? Or how can I just be fluid with the idea of what could happen versus what I can manifest myself? What could happen sounds like an external event. I don't really know if I have much control. What you can do and what you can control is your reactions to things and your responses to them and what you ultimately end up doing with this new fork in the road. You can choose to have prom on Zoom like some people did, or you can choose to have a small gathering of your closest friends at the house of your one of your buddies, one of your gal pals who you all dress up and you look good and you still do something, right? Like I don't know if all the proms won't be happening, but... Start to look at different ways you can manifest what it is you desire. If it's that deep connection with your friends and your boyfriend, girlfriend, partner, whatever that might look like for you, then create that on your terms. And that's where a lot of progress that we can be making in our lives isn't really, it's, we're not stepping into those moments where we can be progressing ourselves because we're letting others and these external events anchor us back. And so 
be mindful of the anchors that are holding you back and, and be really mindful of the progress you could be making that perhaps you're not because you're not seeing it from a different perspective. There's infinite ways that, that situations can play out. There's infinite ways your life can play out. And when you hold on to an expectation of what it could ultimately be versus what it's turning out to be, it, that leads to disappointment. I talk about this in my online course, Wise Mind Empowerment. Expectations are the leading cause of disappointment. And so when you expect something to be one way and it doesn't play out that way, right, that's going to lead you to disappointment. But if you can be more fluid with the way that you desire something to play out and you can, in your head, sort of conjure up or hypothesize, I almost said hypotheticalize, different scenarios, then you open yourself up to choice. And that's where I bring us to the overall theme of this show today is this knowledge that there is choice. We have choice. And when you start to decide what areas of your life you want to grow and where you want to really begin to blossom into this more empowered sense of self, where you really step into your meant-to-be and you start to really take charge of your life by seeing the choices and then using your head and your heart and your gut to come up with you know the best situation for yourself in that moment and then the best decision you can make for yourself based on the choices that you have created for yourself. And when you start to make these decisions about what it is you want to accomplish in high school, in college, after college, when you go off and what you're going to live, who you're going to marry, where you're going to buy a home, all of these things, you want to start putting together well-formed outcomes of what it is you would like to achieve, what it is you would like to accomplish. We don't have a goal-setting problem. We have a goal-accomplishing problem. And it's because we're not seeing all of the choices that are in front of us. And when we get blocked with the option that we had originally chosen, instead of exercising flexibility, principle number six in my book, we get stuck and we get blocked. We say, well, it didn't play out that way. And then we just we start to swirl around what it isn't rather than what it could be. Right, rather than going back to principle number two and cultivating courage and realizing, okay, it didn't go the way I wanted it. How can I, principle number three, be decisive and then move into principle number four and take action? Don't confuse movement with progress, though. This is where a lot of people will get it into their heads that, well, if I'm moving, then I'm progressing. And this is where the take action and not being decisive about our choice can often lead us to this busyness level that doesn't actually lead us to the accomplishing level that we seek. In my show notes I have in here, don't over-systematize your life. And what I mean by being mindful of systematizing your life to to an end that honestly it's it's like every single step of your day is planned out. It's that often in this planning of your days, this over systemization so that you constantly feel busy so that everything moves like clockwork, you'll put things in your schedule that will keep you moving, but that won't be achieving the progression that you actually desire. This fear that you 
could have that you won't accomplish enough in high school. You won't accomplish enough in college. You won't accomplish enough post-college. You won't accomplish enough in life before 25 or 30. It can lead to this over-busyfication. I'm just making up words today, guys. It's awesome. You should totally make up words anytime you want to. This over-busyfication where you're, it's busy and ification <laughs> put together. When you over-busyfy, busyfy, there's another one. This is fun. We should do this all the time. When you're over-busyfy your life, you will feel that you're getting things done. You'll feel that you're into the things that you're currently experiencing. But it can often not be the things that you should be doing. And only you will really know what you should be doing. And one of the reasons that I really wanted to talk about this one today was because of the accomplishment I just made in putting together my first online course, Wise Mind Empowerment. And I do a live master class around this course as well. And there's a lot of different moving pieces to this. And so let's give you the top three ways you can make sure that you're not confusing movement with progress. And so, number one, be decisive. Now, this is principle number three, so we've definitely covered this in the past, but it it cannot be stressed enough, one, how important all seven principles are, but how each one of them really becomes its own entity when you pull it out and you think, how am I applying this into my life? How are you being decisive? Goal setting is that general idea of being decisive. But it's in the goal of accomplishing that the decisiveness along with the taking action and the being disciplined really begin to harness themselves into this triumvirate of movement and progression and power. When you're decisive, then you've made a decision and you and you move on it. And you don't fill up your calendar full of stuff that actually isn't going to help you accomplish that goal. This online course I created is 44 different modules. It's seven pillars. Now that might sound huge and it might sound daunting for those of you who've been following me for a while who know I've been talking about creating this. It's not daunting. It's it's actually it's very digestible. 10, 15 Max, one of the most of the videos fall between that 15 minute mark. One got to 45, but there's a reason for that. And take the course and you'll discover why. More importantly, it's over the since January 5th to March 1st, I created this entire program and I took off about 10 days in, in between there to just go hiking and go enjoying and not to be working the whole time. And so out of the, I think if I did the math right, it was like 55 possible working days, 54 possible working days um, from January 5th to March 1st. I only really worked about 44 of those. Well, I did 44 modules, so it worked out perfectly. That In the math-wise, it was about one a day. Now, in reality, it, I would get multiples done in a day, and then other times it would be preparing the set and the scripts and all of that stuff. But I was very decisive about what it was I wanted to accomplish, that I wanted this program live and published and up for participation come March 1st. Where in your life do you have a huge project that you want to undertake and you were decisive, you were courageous in the deciding to set that goal? But are you being decisive and disciplined in in the accomplishing of the goal? 
when you set goals for yourself, no one is going to care more about those goals being achieved than you are. When the program was about done on Saturday and Sunday, and definitely on Monday when it went published and went live, I called up some of my closest inner circle. And not one of them gave me the emotional impact of their response to me saying that the course went live that I really wanted. Like they were happy for me and they'd be like, Hey man, way to go and stuff like that. But it wasn't like, Oh my God, tell me about the, your favorite module or tell me about the one that was the most difficult to do. Like there wasn't any deeper questions asked. And it's not that these people aren't caring and loving, but the impact it was going to have on their actual life was minimal. And so while I would have expected more of a, I can't believe you were able to do this. Congratulations. It's awesome. And they would use words that said that, but their tonality, it wasn't the same. I could tell it had very minimal impact on them. It was like, yay, way to go, dude. That's, that's great for you. Similar to the book. You know, I had a lot of people being like, Hey, congratulations. That's awesome. And then they went back on their merry way. I don't tell you this to get some sort of, oh, that's poor Jesse. No, I don't need all poor Jesse. I wasn't really, expect. again, I did not expect the emotion or outpouring. I would have liked it, but I didn't expect it because I didn't, because I obviously didn't believe that it would come because of what I'm telling you now. No one cares more about what you're accomplishing than you do. I have a t-shirt that says, "No, nobody cares, work harder. They just don't. As much as you think that they will, they don't. And even if you do get the applause in that moment, eventually the applause dies down, the confetti falls to the ground, and it's just you with that accomplishment, with that trophy, with with that acknowledgement, or with that ribbon for participation, whatever that might look like. And it's still you. That's It impacts you. So where are you being decisive in your goal accomplishing and pushing yourself through the the hurdles that could be in your way? And this leads us to step number two, or this let's call it key number two. Key trick hack. No, I didn't know what to call these. I just came up with them today and thought this is an awesome topic. <laughs> Don't buffer from real work. Don't confuse movement with progress. When you set these big goals that only you really care if you achieve, and I get that you might have your parents paying your way in college, you might have people footing the bill, you might have a scholarship, right? So you do have people who care about the results, but the overall impact it'll have on your life will way, way more affect you than it will on anyone else. Your parents might just want you to go to a major school and have a real fancy degree so they can brag to all their friends while they play bingo that their daughter or son um, went off and did something amazing at Harvard or Brown or Duke or Vanderbilt or Indiana University or I don't know if I could possibly rattle off enough colleges that everybody I have listening to me would be appeased that their school was mentioned. I don't have time to rattle off 1,700 schools. But more importantly, it's that they might get to brag on you a little bit. And the people they tell will care a very little bit. But you will care. You will care about what you accomplish there. 10, 15 years after college, you got a little work under your belt. No one's going to care where you went. They're definitely not going to care about your grades. They're going to care about your experience. And they're going to care about your actual results. So when you buffer away from real work, when you procrastinate from actually accomplishing your goals, all you're really doing is holding yourself back from the achievement that will help you grow into your life. That will, that will start to leave this trail 
these breadcrumb trail where you can literally look behind and say, wow, that's where I was and this is where I am now. It's like with a course. There were plenty of opportunities I could have gone and wasted time cleaning the house or organizing the garage or answering emails or getting on the phone and talking with people about the program and maybe getting some advice on how I should organize it or what I should teach. I didn't do any of that. I didn't want any energy vampires on my project to begin with, so I passed up many opportunities to discuss what I was teaching and to ask people what I should call it and and how I should market it. I didn't want any of that. I wanted to do it my way. I wanted to have my own creative expression, and I wanted to move forward with it in the way I wanted to move forward with it. And now that it's live and it's out there for consumption, the only people's opinion I really want on it are those that take it. I don't want other people who think they know marketing. I don't want other life coaches. I don't want other speakers. I don't want other trainers. I don't care what those people have to say about it because they're in the industry. So they're going to have their own set way for how they create things. But how they create things may not be how you guys want it to be presented from someone like me. I have a very distinct way that I go through my content. I have a very distinct way that I talk to you. I'm very down to earth. I'm very like, hey, this is me and this is this is what I've got to teach and you know, why don't you go off and apply it and then evaluate how well it worked for you and then hit me up on social media and give me some feedback. And you do. And it's good. And sometimes you've asked for some topics to be explained a little deeper and sometimes you say, "Jesse, you rambled on a little too long." Either way, it's good feedback. And the only way you can get feedback on the things that you're working on is to get them done and release them into the wild. This is why we stress so much on this show, don't seek perfection, seek progress. But then I bring up today that don't confuse movement with progress. Just because your schedule is jam-packed does not mean that the things that that are keeping you busy are the things that you should be doing in order to get to the goal accomplishing phase of the project. The next key for not confusing movement with progress is taking the smallest next step. Understand why you're doing something and see that project to the end of the road. Play it to the credits. Get to the end and understand why you were wanting to get there to begin with. This is the part where the discipline really comes into play. Principle number five. You made the decision. You're taking action. The discipline is those small next steps day after day after day. Now that, the, now that the course is done, I'm going through my social media and my LinkedIn and my Facebook and I'm, and I'm going through people who've direct messaged me or they've commented on my posts that had something to do with my coaching. And I'm, I'm just reaching out to them all and saying, hey, you know, I literally would love to talk to you to see if what I'm teaching, if, to see if my material, the things I talk about on the podcast that I've now put into a course, is this something that we can talk about? Let's get a grip on, let's get a grasp on what it is you're doing in your life as far as accomplishing your goals and stepping into your most empowered sense of self. Where are you letting your emotions run amok and that's holding you back from what it is you could truly achieve? Let's get on the phone for 15, 20 minutes and let's see if what I'm talking about is going to be able to benefit you right here, right now. Now, if you're 86 episodes into this show, and if you've ever listened to my other one, the From Sobriety to Recovery, where I'm in you know, the 107s or something like that, then clearly you know that this program is beneficial. Now imagine if I took this material, succinct it down to about 15-minute modules, 
and then offered you application and evaluation tips so that you could immediately begin to put it into your life. That's going to be pretty damn beneficial. And then there's live coaching courses that go with it over Zoom. So one of the things I really cannot stress enough is the smallest next step principle. That you really think about what you can be doing every single day to move forward on whatever it is. Having better communication in a relationship. Getting your term paper done three weeks before it's due. Being prepared for the test. Whatever. Whatever the project, whatever it might be in your life. Saving up for the brand new car. Preparing for spring break. I mean, again, there there's so many hypotheticals. I, I can't possibly rattle them all off. Get that smallest next step done as soon as you can in your day. Now that this course is live and I'm reaching out and I'm setting up phone calls and I'm, and I'm direct messaging and emailing and texting people about this course, each day I want to reach out and touch five people and say, hey, you know what, I got this thing going on. Now, not all of them are responding and not all of them will. And, you know, it's a bummer because I know this stuff will help. But each day it's reach out to five. And not in a lazy way either. You know, it's like literally go through, write something out that's really nice, engage and then once those five are done, okay, that was the work for the marketing today. Now, what are the other things I could do? And this is what I really want you to start noticing in your own life. Do you know when you wake up that you want to read 20 pages in your textbook? Or you know that you want to have a meaningful conversation with someone in your life? Or you know you need to organize your closet so that you can yada, yada, yada. Whatever it might be, are you just procrastinating procrastinating on that all day. So in the back of your head, it's stressing you out, but you know you need to get it done. You know you want to get it done. You want to accomplish a goal. So each day, take the smallest next step as soon as you can. If it's a meeting at four o'clock about your term paper, okay, well then you have to wait till four. But if it's writing three pages of your term paper, then get up, have some coffee and get moving on that. Be decisive. Don't buffer and procrastinate away from the real world, the real work. And take that smallest next step. In your life, there will be these humongous projects that might take six months to a year to accomplish, whether it be in college, high school, or, or the real world. Like there's going to be some projects that take a long time. When I used to work with a with a marketing and a publication company in Western Europe. We'd go to these countries, and the project we were taking on would take four to six months to complete. It's a long time. There's a huge timetable there, but there's a small step each day that needs to be taken in order for the goal to be accomplished. And now let's extrapolate this to your actual, like, real long-term life. Having a deep, meaningful relationship where you can cultivate closeness and vulnerability and connection. Then you have children. You buy a home. You have a career. We're talking some of these goals of raising amazing children who are emotionally stable and are physically well and have a mental acuity that leads them to the kind of life that they desire. You're looking at 25 years to get your kid from birth till graduating for college and into that first job and ready to really soar on their own. Taking on a career and being able to retire. You know, if you start, let's just say college age graduation, 25-ish, right? You know, you don't get to retire till you're 65, maybe 70. That's 40 to 45 years. There's a lot of small next steps you can be taking 
in order to show up at 65 to 70, financially secure and ready to really enjoy the final phase of your life. What this is going to look like for you is going to be very different than what it looks like for anyone else around you because we all have our own filters for how we experience life and we all have our own values and beliefs and opinions that help us create the reality that is really just manifesting itself in our head. It's these actions and the discipline and taking the actions that cause the ideas in our head to manifest, manifest themselves into reality. That's how this works. The world starts in your mind. It only becomes actualized when you work at it. So be decisive. Don't procrastinate. Look for areas in your life when you're confusing movement for actual progress. And then get that corrected as soon as possible by taking the smallest next step. Having 18 full hours in your day and then crashing down for six hours of sleep and getting up and doing that over and over and over and over and over and over and over again might feel fulfilling at the time. But will it actually lead you to the accomplishing level that you seek? I just want you to make sure that you're being mindful of what it is that you're doing so that you can make sure you actually get to the place that you want to go. I hope, as always, that you've enjoyed this episode. It has been amazing. Every single time we do these things, I really feel like time has flown by. And I think we've done some really great work as far as getting you thinking about what it is you're doing in terms of action steps and making sure that it's progressive action and not just busy busyification. Love making up words. Busyification. So I think we're going to stop there and we're going to wrap this up so you can get, you know, get out there and enjoy your life. I got us in at the 30-minute mark. We'll see once I add in all the, the sound effects and the music and whatnot. But as always, inclusivity over exclusivity, the power of positive energy, release and flow. If you are interested in the online course, go to Instagram, click on my profile link, and in there will be a link to set up a calendar call with me, 15, 20 minutes. And let's talk about some of the goals you have in your life. And let's see how my course and my live teachings can guide you to that place where you will know you're progressing, not just moving. See you again next week. Bye-bye.